seated. Our text this evening comes from the Gospel according to St. Matthew. And you may be asking yourself, come on, Matthew. There's so much more to the Christmas story than what you gave us. It's like you are withholding details. Why aren't you more like St. Luke? The man told it all. The angels coming from heaven to the shepherds in the field. The no room in the inn. Having to lay the Christ child in a manger next to the donkeys and the cows and the sheep. Man, Matthew, what are you doing? But could you imagine... Let's say you're somewhere else, you're not in America. And the only gospel account that you receive translated in your language is the gospel according to St. Matthew. You wouldn't have the no room in the inn. There would be no manger in a stall, no swaddling clothes. You wouldn't have the hark the herald angels sing. You wouldn't have the once upon a midnight clear and no little drummer boy. But you could imagine there's still not going to be a little drummer boy. Doesn't matter what gospel you're in. But you have to ask yourself, would you be lacking anything if all you had was the gospel according to St. Matthew? Would Christmas be destroyed if all you had was the text from the Nativity tonight? Would all your joy and merriness be gone? Let's examine it. Well, why are you here? Is it because the angels were singing? No, that's not it. In fact, you can be assured they sing with us actually every week. Every week that we sing the Sanctus, it's the angel song of praise. They sing with us each week. So why are you here? Is it because the shepherds were the ones to visit Jesus? No, for the Bible tells us of an even greater shepherd, our good shepherd, Christ himself. And he's here with us again each week in the word and in the sacraments. No, you're here for something very, very special. The celebration of God in the flesh, born to us. A baby that though is the baby of Mary, the baby of Joseph, is born not just to them, but also to you and to me. And not only to us, but also for us. This is God in the flesh for us. In fact, I'll tell you this, you have everything that is important about Christmas in Matthew's account. He just kind of focuses your attention a little bit. And I appreciate that every so often. I can get a little scatterbrained here and there and forget why I'm celebrating this night. But Matthew gives it to us very, very plain. This is the birth account concerning Jesus, he says, Christ. Now Christ is Jesus' title. It means the Messiah, the Lord, the one who was promised in the Old Testament to come and be the redemption of his people. Now, it also says that it is the conception of this child 
that was without the help of any male, means Joseph wasn't involved. But it was by the supernatural divine power of our God through the Holy Spirit. And Mary conceived a child, born of Mary's blood, but purified from all sin by the power of the Holy Spirit. Like us in every way, flesh of our flesh, bone of our bone, and yet he was without sin. And though less dramatic, I do admit, less dramatic than the angels coming forth or the angel first coming to the shepherds and saying, do not be afraid, and then the multitude of angels singing, although less dramatic, still we have the angel coming to us. Specifically in Joseph's dream. And he told him what would happen, that he should not be afraid, not to take Mary as his wife, nor to raise the child as his own. Because this child was special. This child was the one he had been waiting his whole life for. And all of his family long before him, this was the child that they had all placed their hope in. And now he was finally here. And there in the angel's words, we hear that this child's name shall be called Jesus. His name is a testimony of his work. For his name means that the Lord saves. How beautiful is that? You have everything that you need in this gospel account according to St. Matthew. Because the Lord says in this text that Jesus, this Christ child to us, was coming to fulfill the prophecies. That although he was in the flesh like us, we could still say of this child, this is God with us. I don't know if you can wrap your mind around that. That this child is truly God. God for us. God to save us. That's why his name was to be called Emmanuel. Now I have to emphasize that most important part, that this child's birth was not like any other birth. I have three children and others have children, Tony and Tiffany, I know you're here with yours. It's good. I enjoy having them here. But you know, we have joy in our own children. But there's something that is hard to share between other couples or between other families. You don't experience the same joy for my children as you do for your own. There's a special bond that we have. Our children born to us. But this Christ child was different. This child was going to bring joy to the whole world. Now my three children, their names may be known for a time in a small little area. But Christ, Jesus the Christ, his name would be told throughout the ages. For all the world. He was bringing joy to the hearts of many. That's different. That's special. It's a testimony that God is truly with us and with us to save us. That's what Christmas is about. He was not born to bring condemnation into the world. The world had long been condemned under the law of God. For we had all transgressed it, all fallen short of the glory of God, all on the road to death and hell. 
But this child whom God sends, the only begotten Son, Jesus the Christ, he was born to set us free, born to give us joy and comfort, as the angel explains. Jesus is born to be the benefit to the whole human race. You see, there's not one person who receives Christ and would not have the same joy that you and I have and share this night. Jesus is the gift of God. It is born out of his immeasurable love for us so that all who believe in Jesus would not be lost, but rather receive that treasure of eternal life. How beautiful is that this night? That through Jesus, you have more than what you entered this world with. You know, we think that the children that are born to us are the purest of pure, but they're really not. Ask any parent. But we have pure children when we bring them to the waters of baptism. When God makes them his own child by bringing them into Christ's baptism, which we'll hear about in just another week or so. You see, this Son of God is our light, our joy, our salvation, our complete sufficiency for all that we need. He is our righteousness, and He Himself, our blessed life. Inasmuch as God gives us His Son, we know that God also gives us all things. For many people, this Christmas isn't as merry as it would be because of all the things surrounding us. So much death, and misery. But then you see, and you compare this to what God says, that Jesus entered our misery. He entered our sorrow. He entered our suffering. And he joins us in it as our brother. You see, that's the beauty of Christmas. We find in Christ not someone who is distant from us, but we find our closest relative, we find our brother who brings us to our true father. And we can be confident that if our God has given us such a gift as his son, Jesus Christ, that he will also give us everything that we need. So what is greater in heaven or on earth than God's only born son, who in essence is one with the Father and the Holy Spirit? What is more dear to God than his only son in whom he said he was delighted? If God has given us the greatest and most dearest treasure, how could he not, through Jesus, also give us everything? How could he not, this Christmas, even with everything that surrounds us, still not bring us the joyous comfort? For he did not spare his only son, but rather he gave to him He gave him over into death and sin in order that death and the devil, God's wrath, the horrors of hell, even martyrdom and the cross, it would all fall on Jesus. And it was so that you, each and every one of you, would be delivered from your darkness because you are the people that were walking in darkness. And now those forces were now to visit Jesus and the judgment brought upon Jesus that was rightly held over all of our heads. He was born flesh of our flesh, 
And since no one has ever hated his flesh, he loves us. We are his brothers in Christ. To this we may find an abundance of comfort this year, when we know that we have a God who is above all, our brother. When the fullness of time had come, God sent his son born of a woman and placed him under the law for us, that very law which condemned us. And he abided by it perfectly to redeem us who failed miserably at that. And so that all of us who were under the law now find ourselves redeemed in Christ. We have what is called the right of sonship. God claims us as his own children. So I want you to hear this very clearly because this is what is made clear in Matthew's gospel, that God saves his people and he has saved you. So whatever the law had required of you, the perfection to keeping the word of God, whatever death and the devil and hell had as power over you because of your sin, I want you to hear these words clearly. All that power is now lost since the Son of God, the only begotten Son of God, Jesus Christ, our Savior, placed himself under the law for us. And since sin, devil, and hell have now been placed under the Son of God in his crucifixion and in his glorious resurrection, and we are his brothers, all of it is now defeated. We are the victors. We had lost our inheritance through sin. But this Jesus, our blood brother, our friend, our closest relative, has now once again purchased it back for us by his blood as he gave himself up for us freely as an offering. So this Christmas, we find what truly matters, what the angels proclaimed, what the shepherds told of wherever they went, what Mary treasured in her heart, and what was beheld by all in that manger. God, our Emmanuel, God with us, born to us, born for us, our joy and our blessed comfort. In Jesus' name, amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all our understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord.